TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 430, and I'm Olivia, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Widenopolis. Hey, this is Peter. I live in Hollywood, and I write reviews for Why So Blue. Why am I so blue? I wonder. <laughs> All right, uh, let's start off with the news. First up, I have that Lauren Cohen is returning as a series regular for season 11 of The Walking Dead, which has been renewed for season 11. She's I saw the video. It's pretty awesome. Uh, she's supposed to return somewhere uh, mid to the end of season 10, and then she will be a regular from then on. We all saw that coming, but hopefully they gave her a truckload of money. Uh, too little, too late for I me. Know, but, yeah, I know. Sorry. For me as well, because as soon as the show is gone, I'm out. Did you see the video? No, I did not see the video. The video is at New York Comic Con, and, and a, a fan like a fan gets on stage who has like a mask and like a I think like a machete or something, and they're like, "What's going on?" Blah blah blah. You know, it's obviously like a stunt, and then the mask comes off and it's her, and everyone's like, "Wow, crazy!" Like I was cute. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> did the, could you tell if the cast knew? Like they did or did oh, not? Know? They knew. They all start giving her hugs, and they oh, okay. they don't shocked. Like yeah, so okay. yeah. Ah, boo! I like uh, when they surprise the cast. All right. Uh, also, New York City Comic Con. Picard has a launch date. It, they show and a new trailer. When's uh, the date? It will premiere January 2020. Is Allison what? Allison, will you watch that? Oh yeah, yeah. That I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I thought you were boo on Star Discovery or whatever. That's a, I diff- am, that's a different but that's show. Not Discovery. It's a different <laughs> show. It is a different so show. I, I realize it's now I, I realize it's being put together by the same people who do Discovery, so I am a little eh, about it, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I and mean, I it's love well, it's an it's not really because the showrunners for Discovery the overall guy Kurtzman is was never really exactly the showrunner on Discovery. He was the he's like the overall guy that just approves stuff, but he actually doesn't really do anything. So they have a new, they have a different showrunner. Okay. For All right. Uh, also, in your favorite show news, uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, <laughs> season three, they, at the end of season two, they got launched into the future and we didn't know when or whatever. And that's been revealed. They will be 930 years in the future. See, they should have done that to begin with. It would have been a better show. I'm just telling you that, and it looks like the Federation is, like, no more, and they have to, like, reestablish the Federation, which I was like, oh, that could be cool. Wait, are they past all the other Star Trek? Oh, yeah. The the other Star Treks were only 100 years in the future for them. So 930 years, that's way past. Next piece of news I have is Lost in Space will premiere December 24th, right in time for Christmas. So you can get your Christmas on with the Robinson family. They've got a new trailer if you want to look at that. The other big news from New York Comic Con is Runaway showed their trailer, and at the end of the trailer, they are crossing over with Cloak and Dagger. So the character from Cloak and Dagger show up in the trailer, and I was like, wait, what? Uh, for those who actually watch both shows, that's kind of cool. 
Except that Runaways, I think, is a better show than Cloak and Dagger, so I'm not sure if I needed this crossover, but I feel like Cloak and Dagger needed the crossover. <laughs> um, but it actually makes sense because Nico's magic is a dark magic, and you see this dark mist show up every time she uses it, and on Cloak and Dagger, one of the characters, whenever they use their magic, it looks the same. And so they're basically saying it is the same. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, next piece of news I have is Stallone and Dolph Lundgren's action drama that they were pitching finally got a home. It will be on CBS, which I did not see coming. I was like, in a bidding war, CBS won? I feel like the streaming networks were like, nah, we're good. <laughs> so uh, CBS got it. Um, so that's supposed to be, I think, next fall. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, and I'm also surprised Stallone is doing a television show. It's so weird. And a network television show. That's even weirder. Well, he did an episode of This Is Us, after yeah, all. Yeah, that's, that's a guest star role that took him five minutes. It took him one day to shoot that scene. But network television is a completely different animal. He will be working hard and long hours. And I f- and he's not a young buck anymore. Network television is grueling, and I feel like somebody should have given him the memo. Um, anyway, next piece of news I have is AMC has ordered a comedy to series called Kevin Can F Himself uh, by Rashida. Uh, okay. Create the creator is by uh, is Rashida Jones, and someone pointed out that it's like mocking Kevin Can Wait. Instead of it being Kevin can wait, is Kevin can f himself, and I was like, okay. Uh, Stranger Things has been picked up for season four, and the Duffer, Duffer Brothers have also been signed on an overall deal for Netflix, which means they have to now create. Not only are they doing season four, but they also have to create another series for Netflix. So let's see what that is. And they're not going to be in Hawkins anymore. Oh, you mean Stranger Things? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they're they opening up away. the world. Right, right, right. They're they're nine hundred years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meet up with uh, Michael Burnham. All right. Now, let's start talking about the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, which had its season five finale last week. And met with a lot of uh, fan backlash from said finale. And I hadn't watched it. I finally watched it. I was like two episodes behind and I finally watched it last night. And I was like, oh, that's why everybody's so upset. Okay. Well, can I say, can I say before you guys start, because I haven't, I was, I jumped on Fear the Walking Dead two seasons ago. When did Morgan enter? Two, about, he, uh, two he, seasons he, ago, he yeah. Season four, yeah. So I thought that season was pretty good, and then this season, I really struggled. I could not get past the first half with the kids. I was like, "Ugh!" I'm like, I don't really like this. And like, I did I, tell you, the I, second half has nothing to do with that at all. Which is one say, of the comments like, that they made is that the two halves of the series have nothing to do with each other. Like, and I didn't. I liked Althea. I like Maggie Grace. Um, I love um, who's the guy from Terminator? Dory. Dory, he's great. 
But yeah, for whatever reason, I never really went back to the show. Um, but now it's <laughs> sounds like I don't need to like if it's uh, if it's that terrible. Yeah, like I didn't uh, say I don't know if it's that terrible. I just more like I really don't like what they did at the end because they basically in the second half of the season they're all about helping people, which seems cool. And then they meet this these horseback riding villains who they just want gas, but they're like really nice about it. Which is weird because there's no the first part of the season is like no bloodshed. It's just like we want the gas. You're going to give it to us. No, no, you're really going to give it to us. No, like that's pretty much what happens for the first like six episodes. And then they meet the boss who then starts killing people. And she's like, you're going to join our group. No, we're not. Yes, you are. No, we're not. Yes, you are. Like that's pretty much the entire conflict. Like nothing big really happens until you get to the finale where now they're like, okay, I forced you to join our group, and now we're splitting you all up, so no one can be in the same group together. So it's like this whole thing where they put everybody in a different car, and you're never going to see each other, and we're like, we'll find you! And I was like, what is going on? That's the worst aspect of the original Walking I know! It's when they separate the characters. And not only do they, they don't even leave them, at least in The Walking Dead, they left them in like groups of two. This was very much no, like they even separated Salazar from his cat. Like, come on, like that. It was it was so ridiculous. I'm sorry, but I couldn't take it seriously. It was like it was like a teacher, you know, breaking up a a group of of misbehaving students. Okay, well, you get to sit over there, and you're not going to get near your your best friend because you talk too much. And you go over here, and you go over there, and you're good. You're going to detention. You know, it it was was like it was ridiculous. They broke up. They the the uh, the. You know, Dory and his and his girlfriend got married, and they and broke at the wedding. Up. At the wedding, they break them up. I was it like, was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's like, what is the purpose of doing that other than pissing these people off and making them even more difficult to control? Right. Um, and I, they were like, well, if we separate them, they'll be easier to control. And I was like, I don't think so because now they're all just going to be looking for each other and trying to escape, guys. Like that doesn't make any sense. You want them to be content and happy. You yeah, don't. But the want- thing is. Nothing about this season made any sense, especially this last episode, which was just a lot of running around in circles for nothing. Yeah, because they and basically end up where they they end up where they started. Because when I like the moment when um, oh God, what is his name? The Dwight when Dwight shows up with the horses, I was like, oh. He's come up with another, because everybody's like, we don't have a plan. We're stuck. We don't know what we're gonna do. And then Dwight comes up with the horses, and I was like, oh. We've got another plan. Okay, let's see where this goes. And nowhere. Yeah, It went exactly nowhere, that. and they ended up right back where they started. And I was like, well, that was a waste of time. Like, they made you hope that this was going to be interesting, and they were going to come up with something, and they were going to fight, and they were going to... And I was like, yes, this is a Rick Grimes plan. I was like, I love it. And then they're like, abort plan, because what's her name? Uh, I forgot her name. Is there? And I was like, guys, you couldn't send a bunch of walkers at them and go rescue her? Like, come on! <laughs> like, that's dumb! Uh, there was so much that was dumb about this and, season. Oh, I mean, then, you know... And then, hold it, up, the, the the last minute, where the villain is, I'll split everyone up, except now I'm gonna just kill you. Uh, so she, go, she decides to kill uh, Morgan, and I was like, they're not gonna kill Morgan, and they do this whole thing, and then she, he does this move, and she ends up shooting Morgan really badly in the shoulder slash chest it's kind of a mid area you're not quite sure where she hit but he's bleeding a lot and it ends with him bleeding out on the phone and surrounded by walkers and i was like so are you saying morgan's dead are you saying 
Well, how did you read that, Allison? Did you read that he was dead? I, I read that he was dead, and I kept thinking, you know, I hadn't heard anything about him leaving the show. Neither had I. So I, I, went, like, I, went looking, I went looking around, and apparently there it's just a fake out. But, um, you know, even if, even I mean, even with him coming back, and I love Lenny James, but even with him coming back, I've just had it with this show. They don't know what they're writing about, and it's so painfully obvious. I can't go through another season where they, all they do is just wander in circles again. It's, well, it's too much like what I hated at the beginning of the show, and which right. I thought they'd fixed when they introduced the new characters and the new well, format. Well, I have to say now they're is just going back to the same thing. The main character, they are better actors. You do have better actors. You well, do have there is. There's but, that, but it's still uh, there is still the problem well, my, of writers don't know what they're doing. I have decided that uh, I'm not going to turn it back on until they get the gang back together because I don't feel like watching an episode of just one main character because they've split I'm, them all up so there's only just one in one location, and I'm like, let me know when they're back together because I have no interest in watching them with a bunch of bad guys. I, I don't even care. And their bad guys are terrible. Oh, too. the bad guys I'm, are terrible. That's true. I'm just out completely. The villain, I, I, the villain is it. like, she's not even as good as, as Negan. And I hate Negan. No, like, she's sort of whiny little mean girl. And I yeah, just can't. She's like, she's like a high school mean girl who now has power. And she's. Wait, actually, that sounds kind of interesting. Like, <laughs> just brought peter into the fold (laughs) the separating the the group sounds really lame but when you compared her to negan the reason i didn't like negan was his his cruelty was just so above and beyond that it was really hard to like it was just like what like i don't if you're saying she's a mean girl i'm like well okay she's because i mean the the problem i had with her she never she made a lot of threats and was very passive aggressive and is was just really petty and but she really didn't hurt people well, mean really. girls aren't passive aggressive they're just aggressive well she's aggressive yes oh. i was i would say she is but she's not aggressive in like the end of the world aggressive where she, she don't i think she shot somebody once on the show so far and yeah, it's people why is, order people why is to be killed yeah but it, i mean it's we didn't even know them that's what i'm saying so it didn't really feel like anything but what were you what were you say peter why does everyone listen to her then that's a good question. I have no idea. I haven't been able to figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she's just mm. she's just annoying. I mean, you could check her out. You could watch the finale episode and see what you think of her because she's in the in the finale a uh, bit, and in the episode before she's in it a bit. But she just basically vaguely threatens you. <laughs> just <laughs> okay, but let's move on. Um, we're we're pretty much all saying that the finale was pretty bad. It was not a great finale at all. Uh, and the fake out was like, I felt nothing because I was like, wait, did they kill Morgan like that? That's a terrible way for Morgan to die. And then I was like, is Morgan? And then I, all I did was look it up too. And I was like, so is he dead? And they're like, well, you have to wait and see. I was like, oh, so he's not dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Next up, uh, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the season premiere of season 10 of The Walking Dead, which will have aired by the time this podcast airs, but maybe not before you will have watched it. So, uh, me and Peter watched the episode earlier on the app, so we saw it last week. Um, Peter, what did you think of Season 10 premiere? I liked it. I I thought that, ironically, coming off of this conversation about Fear the Walking Dead, I thought that it was kind of taking a cue from Fear in the sense that it was a it was for for the walking dead it was a pretty light episode like yeah. you know you begin 
you begin with the characters kind of training and like everyone everyone's really working as a team really well and there's there's throughout the episode there's like a nice moment with um what is uh judith's brother rj like a nice moment with judith rj talking about their dad and then there's a nice moment with carol and daryl like there's just it's just a lot of like nice little moments of all them hanging out like Eugene is like very uh, anal oh, about ma- the- measuring the baby's limbs yeah, and like, stuff. All, like, yeah. For Walking Dead, it's all pretty light. Even the mystery, which is like, oh, we found one of the masks. One of the um, what are the bad people called? The whispers. The whis- they found a whisperer mask that washed ashore. So they're like, does that mean they're back? We don't. Need-. Even that wasn't that scary. And then you really don't. I mean, honestly, well, you're forgetting just- the satellite falling from the sky, which was the. But baby. even. Right, the structure of the show is that there's a satellite falling from the sky, and that leads to a fire they have to put out, and that's in Whispers territory. But even that, it doesn't lead to the Whispers showing up. Like, I mean, it's all pretty for for Walking Dead. I think it's a rather light, which I like. I actually like the premiere. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, so uh, oh, uh, I agree. I th- I thought that I mean they had some really. This is the best that the Walking Dead is when it's just the characters hanging out, being a family. Like, that's what I love about the show, and that's what this first episode was. It was really everybody's friendship. It was a lot of Michonne hanging out with Daryl and Aaron, and it was a lot of Daryl and Carol hanging out together, and they she actually made she actually made him a friendship bracelet. No, he made her... No, he made her one, because she was... Well, he made... Was, you don't realize it till the end of the scene. Yeah, I know, but what was funny is she was threatening to make him one, and then they have this whole conversation at the end. He hands her one that he had been making through the whole scene. So it was adorable. It was like a lot of little good, adorable moments between all the characters that you really care about. And what I was talking about is like you don't spend any time with any of the secondary people that you don't spend any time. That I mean, you, don't you see really the care one about. guy, there's the one guy that they added last season who is like a comedian and he's he's like like Nathan Fillion, which we'll get to with the rookie. Like uh, the actor, like lost a lot of weight. He's not as big of a guy like as he used to be. And remember, there's that girl flirting with him. So I mean, there's that moment. It's not huge, but I mean, yeah, like, and I don't even remember that dude's name. Uh, and then there's a moment on the beach with the deaf uh, woman. Remember, there's well, like her. What if, I do like. I do like her. Well, no, I'm not. But she's a new character. That's all sure. I'm saying. Like, she, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I thought it was pretty entertaining like i mean i i, I would agree, I, I would agree. I would it was watch. a good it was a good premiere and they're trying to suck me back in but i'm only staying for denies three episodes and that's one down two to go but how do you know which episode she's in i'm going to look at i'm first of all there's the internet that will tell me because there's a lot of people that are only watching for deny so someone will tell me and i'll know which ones to watch um, because I am exiting with her from this series. I did, however, I will say as a quick aside, I did, however, see the trailer for the third Walking Dead, which is nothing like any of the other two, which makes it like, oh, that could be interesting. Wait, what's it? Did it, did it have a name? No, not yet. But the trailer, I, the teaser trailer came out already, which is weird. I, that, saw, the, I saw the the kid. I saw what the actors looked like, and I was like, "Oh, they do." The look premise young. is pretty interesting, which is basically they they live in this town that's been walled off for ten years, and so all the kids grew up inside this town, and they know that the dead are out there, but they've never had they they vaguely remember them when they were little, 
But now they want to go out into the world and see if they can survive and test themselves and blah, blah. So it's like four or five teenagers leave the safety of the walls and actually go out into the world. And it's them trying to figure out what's going on, how to survive. So they're basically at the same time as the regular Walking Dead, but they have no experience in fighting. And then they get dropped into the world. So I was like, and so they said it's more of a coming of age thing and it feels different it has a totally different tone okay well i mean i'm curious i'm curious too all right let's move on uh next up we're gonna talk about the rookie and this was the second yeah second episode right wait no it was the first no 9 11 has two episodes rookie only has one oh what happened (laughs) because i I was because i thought that too and i just went to hulu i was like I'm like, have I missed one? And there's only one episode there. Oh, okay. So unless you've seen something, I no, okay. no, no, no. I don't because I'm the like rookie, blanking. The rookie one that I saw was was continuing from the finale of last the season, finale, right. which I hadn't seen, so I like kind of had to get caught up. Um, but it's uh, it's what, the what, whole he the the main guy got poised. Oh, and did you notice because one of the cast quit the show because of harassment on set so one of the main training officers the black woman do you remember that happened over the summer you know what i do remember hearing that um so she quit the show because of harassment issues and um they had one throwaway line in the episode to say where what happened to her they're like she took that promotion with the fbi and i was like what promotion (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about so they had like this one throwaway line to explain that she wasn't there. It was so weird. It was so weird. Um, so then, and it was the training officer for Nathan Fillion. It was his training officer. And so he was like, well, if she's promoted, what am I doing? And, and then the, the, the chief guy's like, I'll train with you today. Uh, so that was a little odd. That was the only oddness about the episode. But yes, and you're right, Nathan Fillion lost a crap ton of weight. He's about yeah, he, he twenty or thirty like, pounds lighter. Yeah, and he look and you know he looks good. And then his his crux is that in the last season he killed somebody and in this premiere they find a dead body that's like charred and his girlfriend, what's her name? Sarah 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 Sahi. Um she like basically makes a joke. Like she not a she doesn't make a joke about the dead body, but like she has gone through that so much that she can still be like over it. Yeah. Right. And so that kind of freaks him out. Like, and so that's kind of what the episode's about. Um, yeah. Him and I his was, girlfriend was, are in the it, same place. Emotionally. Right. But stuff. I was happy that I, my fear was that they were going to break up. And I was like, Oh no. And he's going to say, and I can't be with you, but, but yeah. that's how, like, uh, he's still working at his house. And then at the end they're you know, they're going to go have sex at her place or whatever. So it was fine. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, oh, and then the other, thing was, the other thing was that the, what is it? They've now made it to the next level where they can wear, they can wear short sleeve shirts. Is that oh, what it is? Oh, right. And then uh, the woman, her, her T.O. is still a jerk and makes her, he keeps testing her. Well, also we know why. He te- at the end, it's, there's a reason. But it's not a very good reason. Oh, okay. Because like, like, uh, like, you should have. He's like, you should have reported me. Oh, for, right. And then she's know, like, she's have... like, I'm protecting you, and it's and she's like, oh, that's BS. I'm like, oh, but you're not mad at me when I didn't, re- or you know, reporting you for your crazy girlfriend or wife or whatever. Like, so I was like, yeah, it's true. Like, yeah. uh, but 
But no, no, no. I thought the rookie. Oh, and also he, the third cadet. We end up finding out he failed, and he basically is flaming he didn't out. Fail. He got eighty-one. He didn't fail. For him, that's failing. Right. Um, I'm just saying, technically, he didn't fail. Like, uh, right. so he, but he's re- restarting. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're putting him. Well, and it wasn't because of his grade. It was because he flamed out during his. Uh, oh. He was supposed to be talking to cadets, and he like yeah, flamed out right. in the cadet presentation. I about that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah, they're restarting him. They're sending him back to the beginning of his training, and I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Um, uh, I thought it was a solid premiere, and I mean, I feel like. 911 and the rookie are are like they're obviously they're different networks but they kind of serve the same itch or purpose for me like they're both like oh likable characters good use of los angeles like nice I like- segue cuz next <laughs> yeah. up we're going to talk about 911 and this was the second episode of the tsunami and this episode they you could tell the sets all those sets were practical by the way a oh, lot yeah. of that that was not CGI. That was all. They actually filled. They went somewhere and they actually filled up this huge bay with water and put a put a big uh, what is that thing called Ferris wheel. They put a big Ferris wheel in the middle of it. So all that stuff is all practical. They flooded all. Yeah, that. I, mean, I thought it looked pretty good. I mean, like, yeah, it I looked thought, great. I mean, that's that's the thing about. I always wonder. Does nine one one? They it must get good ratings right it does. because it, it does. must be very expensive like it's got so it has to have the ratings to justify the cost yeah they do this is one of the highest rated shows on on fox so yeah i thought it was yeah i thought it was a a pretty good episode like we are running we're gonna see what happens with um uh what's his name's kid right yeah, Buck was supposed to be watching the kid that I don't remember the kid's name because we well, stopped. he was pretty much watching him, and then he was, just... and then he went to go he went to go save this dude out of the water, and then it shook the truck they were all hanging out on, uh, and then he fell. turns back, and the kid's gone, and then that's the end. Yeah. But in real life, that kid would be dead because I was like, well, <laughs> I'm like, he got washed down river. But we yeah. know that nine nine one one is not the kind of show that's going to kill the kid of one of the. Sh- from one of the stars of the show. What? Like, he's also a special needs kid. I mean, like, come yeah. on. If there's no way you're going to kill them. No, no, that would be terrible. Like, yeah, um, but, and, uh, but I mean, I'm not sure how this kid is surviving. And I also like the story with Athena and her daughter. Like that was really good too. Cause she basically oh, yeah. treated her daughter like an adult and was like, I need you to help me triage these people. And, and I was like, either her daughter's going to come out of it. Awesome. Or she's going to come out traumatized. Those are your two options. It was good though. I, I really enjoyed the episode. Oh, I, I thought it was good, and they and there's also a nice moment, um, which is how this show would do death, which is like Jennifer Love Hewitt is on the phone with a guy who what he's like in an, in an attic, addict, and he's trying to get out, and he, he fails, <laughs> and then the, obviously she loses the call, and so like we don't see him die, but it's like man, he probably didn't make it, you know, like well, so we know he didn't it, make it, yeah. I mean, they so they do kill people. Oh, and then there's the jerk guy who gets electrocuted. So it's like, I mean, I don't yeah, feel bad. I'm not saying people die, but it's usually people, just random people they run into. Because the whole point is that they don't always save whoever they're trying to save's life. They have it doesn't to always happen. But main characters, for the most part, don't die. Especially Chimney. Chimney's been, he's yeah. gotten rebar <laughs> through his forehead. And he's been stabbed pretty severely. And he's survived both. So right. main characters generally don't die on this show. I, All right, let's move on. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It was a very good episode. Next up, we're going to talk about All Rise. This is the second episode of uh, our judge drama. 
And what I really like about this show is it deals with serious subjects, but it always it puts some humor into it and makes it a little bit light and funny, even though this episode was dealing with the guy who is the whole immigration thing. It was a little, was a little heavy-handed with the immigration thing, but I actually enjoyed how the options that they gave him. Like, he was very much like he had a choice between being taken by ICE that would send him back to his country where he'd be executed or he could admit to doing a crime he didn't commit and go to four, go to jail for four years. And he was like, I guess I'll go to jail. And I was like, that's a terrible option. You know? Um, well, but then they come up with... Yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they eventually come up with something else where he has to serve, like, was it like 30 days or something? Um... But and still he managed he would manage to get away from ice like they they figured out an alternative but that was a lot of work but it didn't look like that was going to be the case I thought it was just gonna be a hard choice versus hard choice. Well, I think um, the reason that the I think the case works because um, so far the show the show doesn't the show is more about um, the people working in in the L.A. courthouse and also it's about the. Um, I guess the people that they're serving or prosecuting. Right. It's not really about, I guess what we'd see is like, Political like the, stuff, ice, the right. like the ice guy who's kind of a jerk. He's not really a huge part of it. And then there's the racist guy at the um, grocery store, grocery store, but he, it's really like two seconds. So it's like the emphasis isn't. So I think that's how the show isn't quite as dark as it could be because right. you're not really focused on those people. Um, but no, I, I I'm glad you told me about it. I I've enjoyed both episodes. I think she's very charming, and yeah, she uh, really is. She sells the show. Sure, I wasn't sure I was gonna feel about the guy who's got the dad issues, but uh, he's fine. Like he's growing on me, I guess. Like um, that's like her best friend, right? In college. Right, right, right. Like um, but but yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, like I I don't have I don't know if there's a lot of specifics I can say beyond what you already just said, but I think it's it's a good show, and like I think people should watch it. Like yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about This Is Us. And this actually felt like what should have been the season premiere. Uh, Because we actually get to spend time with the big three and deal with the stuff that we normally deal with with their family, which is all Pearson angst that they make bigger than it necessarily should be. But, you know, you like it. Uh, Allison, what do you think? Uh, well, I thought it was a big improvement over the uh, the opening episode. Yeah, for the same reasons that you stated, it got us back to what we actually watched the show for, which is, you know, the core cast. And, uh, you know, it, it gave more of a context of where everybody is because the situations have changed. People are moving around. You've got um, uh, the uh, Randall's family who ha- are now there. They've in moved Philly. to Pittsburgh. They're, they're in Philly. Philly. And and uh, and you've got uh, Mandy Moore's character. Rebecca has gone to the West Coast to be with her daughter and and her grandchild. And so it was sort of like a, an episode where we're we're kind of reestablishing what's going on and where everybody is. And um, I felt like this really would have been better for the the opening episode right. because there is so much to cover. It's not the way we left everything. It's a lot of stuff to cover, and I think that we we should have done that from the beginning. So um, I, I did appreciate finally getting back into that with this episode. Yeah, I did too. And and her, de- uh, the mom, uh, what's the mom's name? Not the mom, mom. Uh, Jack's the sister. Good Lord. Anyway, I, I enjoyed 
the fact that she didn't know how to really address the issue that her son was blind, was born blind. And I, I like that she admits that part of it is like, I get why she thinks it's her fault because everyone told her she should not have a baby. Mm-hmm. Most of it was her health issues that it might kill her, that she, you know, there are all these problems that could happen and, and everyone, everyone, everyone told her not to do it. And she's like, no, I'm having this baby. Blah, blah, blah. And she risked her health. She risked everything. And then when she has the baby, there is a problem. I like that they're, I like that they showed that there, you know, there are consequences to, you know, her choices. And, but also I liked her attitude as well, that she's going to make this a really positive environment for the baby and make the baby not, because she's like, you know, the senses that he has are, are going to be very honed. And if all he feels is sympathy and pity and all that, then he's not going to have a good life. So I really like that message as well. So I thought they they did a good job of covering all those bases. Yeah, I particularly liked what they did with her because you know so much of what we've criticized Kate, before, as far you. as her character, Kate, is that is that she's so self involved, right. and you know she's she's always holding a pity party for herself. And I think this situation has forced her to to actually get a spine and be more you know mama bear and and she's like finding the strength she couldn't find for herself right for her child right. so i you know the way that she suppressed all her emotions maybe wasn't healthy in a sense but i think for her it was a, it was a matter of growth because she's determined to put everything aside so she can raise her kid correctly correct yeah i think i think that's good too and then the flashbacks I'm not sure what the flashbacks are showing me other than Kevin was a terrible job brother. He was not, <laughs> he was not a good kid and he's a better adult, but man, he was not a good, because at that moment where he talks to his dad, he's like, dad, am I a good person? And I was like, no, you're really not. <laughs> but of course his dad can't say that. Um, but I think, I, I think it's interesting that he is at least asking the question because I think that a person who genuinely wasn't a good person wouldn't ask that question. So that was good, I guess. All right. I let's, agree. Let's move on. Uh, next up, let's talk about Emergence. And this was the second episode of Emergence. Um, so we get to spend more time uh, with the family. And did we get more assassin? Yeah, we got more. Well, we didn't get an assassin. Well, we did get an assassin. I was like, we didn't get a group of assassins. We just got one creepy dude yeah. that broke into their house to steal. Bearded guy. Oh, man. And he he's one of those guys that he's not the mousy on his suit. He is sort of mousy looking. But because he's a ginger, it's like you would remember him. It's like a weird thing because normally you think that they're going to get this nerdy looking guy who nobody's going to remember to be the assassin. And he is kind of not memorable other than the fact that he's a redhead. And I was like, that makes him slightly more memorable. But man, he was creepy. He just was oh, yeah. walking through their house and knocking people out. And then when he finds her, he's like, shh, be quiet. And of course, she does the opposite, which is scream her head off, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get, the, and I have to say the best part was that magnet, magnified car fight. Like, that was fantastic. That was pretty cool. 
I love the the way she she just sort of used the the hammer for that. It's like <laughs> I, it was like okay, and just let go. Well, I mean, they had been, it was like all, the magnet was like dragging people towards the car. And then if they had a gun, it would like rip the gun out of their hand. And then the bullets were flying all weird. And so the whole fight was just like, you had to take this big magnet into account in how you were fighting. Mm-hmm. And which I, she did, which which she did by the end of the fight, which was great. It, and then he got a crushed face for his efforts. She was like, I kind of broke his face. And I was like, <laughs> Oops. So that was that was pretty good. Um, but I think what they're trying to show is he also has the same power that the girl does. I think that's what they're going with the hints. That they yeah, gave and there was clearly a reason why they melted down the bodies so they could not be examined. Oh my God, liquefied. Uh, yeah, uh, with just a little tab under the tongue, apparently. I was like, uh, how? That was amazing. That was That was actually really impressive and disgusting. Yeah. So uh, we're still we're still sort of wondering at this point, you know, I mean, is it aliens? Is it like Yeah, you know, because if he has experimentation on he, people or he, what's going on? It seems on like here? there's more than one person that has the powers, it's not just her. Mm-hmm. And he didn't seem to want to hurt her. Like he just No, he wanted all... to get her back. I think that's that that was pretty obvious with the the couple who wanted to kidnap her. Right. They, they wanted they to get her, want but her they don't return. but they didn't want to like force her. You know, and then when she used her powers, when he was there, he was kind of like, oh, cool. You know, he wasn't like scared or anything. He just thought it was really cool that she used her powers. And then he just left. He was like, okay, I'm out. I need more. I need to go destroy more evidence. And uh, but like I said, then he got a crushed face for his efforts. Um, But yeah, it's it's I'd like that they're building the mystery and we don't know what's happening yet. And also they made the uh, ex-husband, they, they started off making him seem like a jerk, but like you understand his point of view too, because his daughter lives in the house. So mm-hmm. I think it's reasonable that he would be concerned that assassins and whatnot are breaking in the house, you know, so I... I would I, think it would play a factor, yeah. Yeah, and I, so I get, it's like, they're trying to play him in a weird kind of like, he's actually saying what a rational person would say. But we also know that it's hurting the little girl's feelings. We get that. But I thought they did a good job of handling it. And then at the end, he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay on the couch and help. So I thought that was cool. I'm going to move on. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about Stumptown. Also second episode. And this one was totally a bit different. Um, She still doesn't have her license, which apparently... I thought this was going to be the episode where she decides to get her license, but I like the fact... Not the end. Yeah, well, I like the fact that the police chief is like, look, go get your license. <laughs> She's like, you're good at this. Go get your license so we can use you. Um, so that was actually pretty cool. Uh, what did you guys think? I liked no. it. I mean, I thought it was, it was probably better than the premiere. I mean, I still think the strength of the show is really her. Um, right. It's Colby Smulders. But I liked using... I liked using the flashback six years ago. Do we see how she met um, the guy from New Girl and how they be, they slept together, but then they ended up being like supportive friends for each other? And then, of course, now we see that Dwight from The Walking Dead, um, oh, who is, is dead by the end of the episode, but but, but <laughs> and he, who plays the same kind of character, yeah, whatever he's he does, basically the same kind of. I was nervous that he was going to hurt Kobe Smolder's uh, brother. brother? 
Because he's very threatening. I was like, would they do this on network TV? And I was like, I can't. But he doesn't. He just, you know, you just get the vibe that you should be worried. And well, then it's I like really- I like that the kid had the vibe too. Because oh, yeah. normally yeah. they portray kids with like uh, Down syndromes like super naive and not understanding danger and whatever. But he, I like that he was like, this is not a good guy. Like right. he picked uh, that up. Although, although he turns out to be not, he's not the real villain. The real villain right. is this person from the past who kills him. Right. Um, but, but no, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good. I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird show cause they, they haven't really, it's funny. You both say, Oh, by the end, you know, she's convinced to finally get her license. Honestly, I mean, you're right, but <clears throat> I guess I'm not focused on the narrative that like, that didn't occur to me. I was like, Oh yeah, I guess that's true. In order for her to officially do this, you know, she needs to listen to Cameron Mannheim. But like, I just wasn't thinking that for the first couple episodes. I was just like, she's on the case, you know. Right, like, but I mean, the police technically could get in trouble for dealing with her. Like, and actually, the the other cop, he uh, he actually tells her, "I could lose my job for talking to you and dealing with this." Until she gets her license, none of the stuff that they do is official and can be used properly. Correct. Right, right, right. So right. that's why they were pushing her, like, "Get your license, please." <laughs> <laughs> But I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's a fun, like, n- n- you know, it's weird. Um, I did not watch the second episode of Emergence. And the reason why, I mean, I look, it, I'm sure it's fine. But, like, I didn't think that the pilot really hooked me. I was kind of like, well, I like the woman from Fargo. The kid seems fine. It's just there's not really enough here to, I don't see the hook of the show yet. And it's funny because then, then I saw Stumptown's premiere. And Stumptown doesn't really need to be a two hour premiere because all it really needs to do, you just need to sell me that it's fun watching Colby Smulders like kick ass and figure shit out, which is fine, which is, which is what it does. So I don't need to see, I don't need to binge Stumptown. Like I just need to be like, Oh yeah, I like that show, you know, kind of like rookie or nine one one. Whereas I think emergence, I mean, it sounds like you guys like the second episode, but I, without that hook, I was kind of like, man, I don't, I, I, it's like, I forgot about it the second week. So, I can I, send you a text to remind you. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. but I liked it. Did uh, right. Alice see it? Uh, Stumptown? Yeah, she just said yes. Allison, what'd you think? No, I liked it. I I enjoy. I I mean, I thought that the the uh, pilot episode was good too, and I'm I'm enjoying where this is going. And it's you know it's light, entertaining. You know, it's not it's not any big great thing that we're going to be raving about 10 years later but it's it's enjoyable tv it's it's diverting for an hour and i like the cast um i think i think the supporting cast is strong too as well as kobe smelters so uh i enjoyed it all right well let's let's wrap it up uh next up we're going to talk about perfect harmony and i will say the only reason i watched the second episode is because i have a weakness for bradley whitford and um, Hulu was like, hey, would you like to watch the second episode? And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, and it basically, this episode is really emphasizing he's a guy from New York in a small town and he does not fit in. And he doesn't really want to fit in. But the only thing that's motivating him to try and fit in is that his choir is being punished for him being a Yankee. And so he's like, fine, I'll see about how to fit into this small town. And I have to say that bit where he like charms the guy at the diner and then he uses the, uh, what is the hand sanitizer? That was, 
yeah, that was really good. But the thing is, he's not wrong. Like, the dude, the <laughs> well, dude, dude is... is wait, but wait for the guy to leave. I mean, like... <laughs> it was so on, funny. Man. Was like, what are you was, doing? Like, hey, she was like, how could you use hand sanitizer after you talked to him? He was like, the guy is a pig farmer. He told me he just came from work. He's like, it's not being rude. It's just sanitary... I know, but he shouldn't have done it in front of him. That's the problem. He really he should have like eyed the guy as he leaves the door. He doesn't. It's like he leaves and then he's just back in his own world. And I was like, oh, that's bad. Like I, um, I knew as soon as he used the hand, and not only did he use a little, he used like the whole bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's gonna be a problem, and it was. Um, and so, and I also really liked the mud fight. Like I was cracking up because at first i kept looking to see if that was like a stunt double rolling around the mud and i was like nope that's bradley woodford running rolling around the mud with a pig yeah. um so him doing the mud the the pig mud wrestling was hilarious and i like that at the end he was just like i give up it's like the pig the pig is one um that I was pretty good I, say, I i while i do like bradley whitford i mean he's great um, I also really like Anna Camp. She's been in stuff. She's basically the blonde. She's the yeah, mom. Yeah, she's a, she was okay. I mean, oh, I, like I think she's very charming. Like I, uh, I like I like both of those actors. Like so. I don't mind the actress, but I think her conflict with her idiot ex husband uh, was yeah, not, not as great. that was not as entertaining to me. Yeah, that's. I mean, I agree. I just I'm just saying I like I like her as her she's kind of like the second in command she's the right. one who and, and i mean when she has scenes with him i think she's fine but when she right. has scenes I, with her ex-husband i'm like Ugh. yeah Honestly. no no i agree although i like the guy that likes her with the deep voice i do too he's from yeah. actually i like him from banshee the first time i ever saw him he was this he was shirtless tattooed huge and throwing people through brick walls uh, so I've seen him as a tough guy. So seeing him as just like this sweet little guy who doesn't have any confidence is really interesting. It's really oh. interesting. Um, so I'd say actually, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna keep watching Perfect Harmony. I think I, Ooh, yeah, I think I'm in. Well, I mean, yeah. I wasn't that impressed by the pilot. I wasn't, and this one, it didn't have a deep plot, but it wasn't even about like some singing competition. It was just about him learning some human courtesy but the thing the way they did it was like i totally understood his point of view i was like yeah i totally get what you're saying uh so yeah i thought it was good all right next up we're going to talk about the good place and um trying to remember what happened on the second episode someone else speak the second episode is um the second episode is um it's 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 almost like a part two it's more about is Eleanor should she really be the leader? Right, 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 right. And I really like that they showed that Michael's breakdown was fake because I when I remember when I watched it last season, I was like that came out of nowhere. What the heck is happening? Uh, I like that they showed that Michael deliberately had a breakdown so she would be in charge, so right. she would actually grow more. I was like, look at you, Michael, being a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I I feel like. I think that both premiere, the premiere and the second episode of The Good Place have been very good, of, of course. Um, I will say, though, because of the design of this season so far, we don't really get much of the other characters. Like, That's it feels, true. Cheedy is almost invisible. Like, yeah, we've barely Cheedy, seen him. Cheedy, Jason, what's what's the girl? The other girl's name? Uh, the one who's always self-involved. Tahani. 
Han, like they all don't have like I I enjoy that entire cast, and I just wish that we could use them more. Uh, well, although sure I will they, say, I'm sure we will as soon as we get out of this opening. I, I will say that the, that guy was pretty great. The the guy who's so self involved, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> he, uh, he's um, making um, Janet like get a become a chauffeur and everything. I'm just like, oh my god, like he, and it, I obviously I'm not meant for the good place. I'm, I'm meant, meant for, for the, the best better place. place. Oh, like, I, th- uh, I thought you said the better. You mean the best place? Yeah. Oh, the best. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like that's he's pretty good. I was like, oh, that's pretty good, man. Like. So, no, I thought, yeah, it's very funny, you know, like, yeah. Uh, and so now they've tricked him into doing good, but not for the right reason. So they haven't right. won See, yet. That, right, because they're like, well, the, the plan would be like El- like Eleanor originally. She was doing it for the wrong reasons as well. Right, and it does change her. So it's like, maybe that could happen. Like, I yeah. seriously doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy is a, is a grade A douchebag. He deserves to be in the bad. Did I see that time I I flew a helicopter? Yeah, that's how you died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, no, it's, it's great. I mean, I love the show. Like, so yeah. Allison has no comment. Are you not watching right now? I don't. No, I don't watch it. <gasps> Have you never seen it? No. Well, no. Oh. I saw the pilot and I hated it intensely, and I've never watched what? the rest oh of it. My God, uh, yes. it's your loss, your loss, and we are gay. I'll, I'll deal with it somehow. Yes, yeah. exactly. I will go on. Uh, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the blacklist, and I will give this preempt of uh, my channel went out halfway through, and I was like, "Oh, I'll watch it on Hulu later," and then I forgot. So I've only seen the first, like, 20, 30 minutes of it. So I don't know how it ends, but I was like, that whole thing about them being in France and all this, and uh, Red fell for all the stuff they were doing, at least at the beginning. I was like, come on, Red, you're smarter than this. Uh, Because when they all, you know, they get outside. Because I feel like Red has literally done this move on someone before. So it's really weird to me. No, I could see why it would work because, you know, they've drugged him to make him feel like he can't move and they did all this. And so it's pretty extreme what they've done to him. But, okay, Allison, what did you think of the premiere since you've actually seen the whole thing? I, I did see the whole thing. Um, I I don't know. I, I think that they had him clue to what's going on fairly quickly. You could see it the way he was answering them or not answering questions that he knew something fishy was happening he even though he didn't know was exactly fishy, what he, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if you got to the part where he manages to to get hold of one of the orderly's phones. But I if saw there was... him I saw him clock the orderly's phone and I was like, oh he's gonna steal that. Yeah. So you know as soon as he sees the phone and realizes, you know, there's that there's two guys in in like um some some local sports teams uniforms and and it's all written in english that's you know there's there's something happening that isn't isn't right here he know he realizes it's it's all it's all a sham and you know by the end he does manage a successful escape or semi-successful he unfortunately gets caught again but i think the in the interesting part of the episode i you know mostly it's it's my problem with the the show in general, which is that everybody but Red is an idiot, and and they reaffirm that through through the episode. Uh, so you know that's that's an issue. Well, that's why me. I had but a problem by, with by, them trying to outsmart him. I was like, you can't outsmart Red. That's that's like he's he wrote this playbook. 
Yeah, you know? ex- but but you know, I mean, the the rest of the good guys, you know, the FBI team are constantly doing dumb things, you know, and and uh, you know, at least one of them owns up to the fact that what he did was stupid, but it still doesn't make it any smarter. Uh, the thing is, is that you know, if you concentrate on Red, that stuff was all good, and that's what I really tune in for anyway. Is right. the James Spader show? Um, so the interesting part uh, comes at the ending, and I don't know if you want me to. Well, no, give I'm a gonna, spoiler. I am, am going to watch it, but just say if it's good or bad. Um, it, the, there is an interesting twist, which not everyone from from the things that I've read apparently picked up on. But if you listen to what the characters are saying at the end, um, you realize that what you think is happening isn't necessarily what's going on. Okay, cool. All right, so are you saying is it a thumbs up for the season I, I would say overall, yeah, it's a, it's a thumbs up because it was, you know, it was the blacklist. It's it's the way it always is. If you can't stand the fact that all the FBI characters are morons, you then quit you're watching never going to quit. Ago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You if you're in there like like I am for James Spader and and then watching Red be Red, then absolutely it was just more of the same. So it was it was great. It was all good stuff. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Raising Dion, which is a show on Netflix that premiered on Friday, and I forgot about it until this morning and quickly watched the pilot, which is why I didn't tell you guys about it until too late. Sorry. Uh, I have a bunch of friends who work on the show, and they were telling me how great it is, and then Netflix was like, please watch our new show, and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, so the premise of this show is that it's a little six to seven-year-old boy. He's in maybe first grade second grade tops and so he's really young but the actor is good like he doesn't feel like he's acting at all so they, it's one of those things where they they got a phenomenal child actor and um he figures out that he has superpowers and at first he thinks he's just doing magic because he bought a magic kit from like walgreens and so he thinks that the that the magic kit is working some kind of way and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and he realizes that he doesn't know what's going on, and he's freaking out, and his mom's freaking out, and blah, blah, blah. And it's the show is produced by Michael B. Jordan, and he is a kind of a semi-guest star, because he's, like, in the past. Like, you find out that his character died before the show starts, so you only see him in flashbacks. But still, you know, Michael B. Jordan. Um... Mm-hmm. But yeah, so far from the pilot I'm in, I'm curious. The kid is super strong. Like he he just he ended up like destroying a lake or something by the end of the pilot, and I was like, whoa. Uh, but what's interesting is because he's so little and he just got his powers, he can't really control them. He can he can sort of turn them on, but he has a really hard time turning them off. And so people generally get hurt uh, in the process of him trying to figure out how to turn it off once he's turned it on. So, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be government agencies and all this other stuff that's going to happen later. But for right now, it's only him and his mom. No. And no one else believe you know, no one else would believe them anyway. So it's pretty good. So I'd say give it a shot. Sunday. Turn on some Netflix. All right. That's all I have to say about that until you guys have have caught up and watched the show. Uh, If 
If you guys have any questions or comments, uh, send them to TV Campfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio. We now listen on iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.